welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Roxanne Shapu. She is a spiritual guide, an energy healer, a shaman, life and love coach, and an inspirational speaker. We are going to talk all things her story and how she got to be where she is today. Hi, Roxanne. Hi, Alexa. How are you? Good. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sh- talking with us. I'm excited to like get to know you and hear all about everything you're doing. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so tell us how, where did life's journey take you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I just had like this crazy knowingness when I was a little girl, it was just kind of like this burning fire inside of my belly and just like inside of my body, really, that I was just meant to do something greater. Like I just, I had this feeling and like, I would always ask like my girlfriends, like, do you have this feeling like that? You just meant like, you're going to do something great. Like you're going to do, you're going to impact humanity, like on a really greater level. And they're like, Oh, like, no, like, uh, like, like I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, that's cool. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, that's amazing. But like, do you have like this burning feeling? And they're like, Oh no, like I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, okay. So I just kind of thought that I was a little bit different. Like I knew that I was different. Like just the way that I sensed energy, the way that everyone kind of gravitated towards me, everyone would kind of come to me for like guidance, support. It was funny. Like even as a child, like adults would come to me and like share their whole life story with me. I was like a six-year-old child, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then I would just like kind of offer them some wisdom or like give them like a piece of advice. They'd be like, Oh, like, that's great. Like, you know what? You're right. Like maybe I should try that. And it was like, Mom's like, you should really think about like being like a psychologist or a counselor or anything like in that nature. And I was just like, that didn't speak to my soul. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me. It just, I knew that wasn't what I was meant to do. And anyway, I went to school for something completely different for business. And I kind of started like in in the law, like spectrum of things. And then I kind of shifted towards business and I just didn't feel fulfilled. Like I didn't. I knew that I wasn't meant to do it. I was like, almost felt like I, like it was what I was supposed to do, like that I should be doing that because you know, you're supposed to get a nine to five job. You're supposed to buy a house. You're supposed to have a family. You're supposed (laughs) to have children, all these things. Right. And, uh, anyways, I went through like a bunch of tumultuous, like unhealthy relationships to a really, really unhealthy marriage. And I ended up leaving my marriage with my three beautiful children And my awakening period started happening at that point when I had had my daughter. And after I had my marriage, I went through four near-death experiences, um, which were very um, eye-opening and just really allowed me to awaken more to my senses and to what I was actually meant to do here and that I wasn't actually living in alignment with my soul. So I knew that I needed to make a shift. I knew that my life and the dynamic of my life needed to change. And that's, that's amazing. Kind of, yeah. And it was funny because for the life and love coaching, it's funny because I always, I was always doing it my entire life. Like I was always guiding people my entire life. I was always providing that support and that guidance, that accountability. Yet I just never, I was only serving the people that kind of came in my vicinity or people that would come across my path. And I had worked right. at a cancer center for like over 13 years and a lot of my cancer patients, which were palliative and some of like were pediatric population, yeah. 
And they would always like come to me for guidance and like the parents or like the actual patient themselves, like adult or child, they would always refer to me as their angel. Like they would always come to me. They kind of share everything with me and they'd be like, Oh, like you're such like, you're such a beautiful angel. Like you're, you're like, you're an angel. You're an angel. Like I would always hear it throughout my entire career. And I was like, why do people keep referring to me that way? And I just, I didn't really understand it at that point. And even like people in my family, like my sister, my brother, they'd be like, oh, you're an angel. You're an angel. Like, I'm like, oh, like it was just so funny. Like it was always the terminology that was, kind of, but it never clicked. Like I just yeah. thought everybody was kind of referred to like that. Like it just never clicked that I, maybe that was my gift, like just to have that guidance and that support and like just being that calming nature for others. Yeah. And um, so anyways, one of my clients at the cancer center before she had passed, um, actually before she had passed, she had told me that she had a special gift for me and that her husband was going to deliver it to me when she passed away. And sure enough, she had passed away about a month after she had told me that. And he, he came to my office and he handed me this beautiful crystal angel and it had like a beautiful note, like of how, like, she like, just like, just like had this beautiful connection with me before she passed. And I had given her kind of that serenity before, like she had kind of went on to like the next phase of her energy and anyways, it was very emotional. So I had always kept that beautiful crystal angel in my rear view mirror. And my first near death experience, I had driven off a cliff. Okay. So I was with uh, a driver that I had driven with my entire life. It was a family friend and he had never driven my vehicle before. Anyway, we had went over a cliff and the officers, the paramedics, like the tow truck driver, like they couldn't believe that we weren't dead on impact because we had went like off a 90 foot cliff and 50 oh feet airborne and ended up landing on a frozen lake. And yeah. So the only thing that wasn't damaged throughout the entire wreck were myself, the driver and this beautiful crystal angel that was gifted to me. That out of the whole entire wreck. Oh my God. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so then after that, that was like when that moment happened, obviously my, my life flashed before my eyes. I kind of just saw like my children. I saw like that. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't living what I was supposed to be living. Like I wasn't happy. It, something needed to shift. And that kind of had started a more of a deeper awakening period for me. And then I had three net near-death experiences after that too, like within a two-year span. And every time that that had happened, it just kind of brought me closer to my soul's mission. Yeah. And then I knew that I was meant to guide others. I knew that I was meant to heal others. I was meant to kind of awaken others and have them living in alignment with their soul because I know how it feels to not live in alignment with your soul. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I had this crazy dream for almost four months and it was I'm indigenous so I'm Métis so it's French and native um like I have a bit of another mixture in there as well but that's the majority of my my ancestry and I had this beautiful indigenous woman come to me in my dreams and she had this beautiful ravine behind her and she had teepees beside her and she was singing me this song and she had like her hands out to me like reaching out to me and humming and singing this beautiful healing melody. It was so melancholy. It was such a beautiful song for four months straight. Every night. 
every night. And and (laughs) so I'd wake up and I'd be humming the song and my partner, like my fiance, he was like, oh my God, that's a beautiful song. Like, where, where did you hear? I'm like, this is what she sings to me in my dream. It's the same song every night. And then I later found out that that is actually like a healing song, like in the indigenous culture. However, it's not exact. Like she had almost geared it or changed it to me. Like it was specific. It was like a healing melody to me. Wow. And when I I had showed it, like when I had sang the song to my elder, he was like, oh, like this is, this is a healing, like this is a healing song. Like this is a healing chant. And I was like, well, I feel healing when I, when I sing it, like when I'm humming it, it feels amazing. And then, um, I had met with my spiritual guide. Um, and she was, she's a great mentor. She's like a galactic kind of like spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. And I was like running to her about the dream. And I was asking the elder also about the dream. And they're like, she's calling you to the land. She's calling you to the land to come and heal. And as soon as I did that, and when I went to these beautiful healing grounds, um, that was a whole other experience, like an incredible experience. <laughs> it was like a cry fest and like, I'm not a crier, but it was like a <laughs> cry fest for like seven, probably over seven hours. And um, yeah, it was just, they're like, she's calling you to the land to heal. And it's time to take on your shamanic roots and it's time to heal others. So like kind of get your shit together. Like, <laughs> Let's get this going. <laughs> when, when was this? This was uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. Oh so, so, yeah. So, like the the night that the last dream had happened, and she still comes into my dream, but she's not she's not singing to me anymore. And obviously, shamanism it's all about dream work and like dreams yeah. and like all and like that's how we connect with our spiritual guides and our animal guides um and through ceremony and so forth and uh so the last night that I had had the dream I woke up in the morning and I told my fiance I'm like listen I'm being called to the land I know exactly where I need to go and I need to go and heal and I need to go and perform a ceremony like a healing ceremony by myself and mind you it's like torrential pouring rain and he's like what you're gonna go in the rain in the bush by yourself like there's bears here like there's huge black bears <laughs> like wolves <laughs> and he's like you're just gonna go in the bush by yourself and I'm like well like I'll bring protection like for for your sanity but he's like okay babe he's like all right <laughs> you're like you go do your thing so literally it's like a two and a half hour drive there and I literally just cried and connecting to my soul I was reconnecting to nature I was reconnecting to my ancestry it was such an incredible experience and when I got to these grounds like I said it was torrential like rain pour like downpour like soak like you would you should be soaking wet yeah and I walked to my spot and there was like this beautiful healing rock and I went on to and I know their healing grounds they're they're ancient like indigenous healing grounds. And I went to this beautiful rock and I conducted a ceremony and it's like a smudging ceremony. And anyway, so there's like trees all around me. It's pouring all around me and not one drop of rain hit me the entire time while I was there. And I was there for over four hours on this rock. Not one drop of rain hit me the entire time. And it wasn't enclosed. It wasn't enclosed by trees. Like it was, it was literally pouring everywhere and not one drop. All of a sudden I see oh my God. <laughs> like all these beautiful animal guides are coming out. I see a deer, I see a rabbit, I'm seeing a chipmunk and I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Like I'm listening. Like I'm, I get it. I get it. Like I've been disconnected and like, 
And at that moment, I knew like that was when I knew I needed to heal others and I needed to stay true to my shamanic healing roots. That is insane, but so cool. <laughs> Like what? It was a wild experience. <laughs> like, I don't even know like what to think. Like, I think that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was honestly, it was, I can't even describe it in words. And after that happened, I was like, okay, like, is this just something that I can do for myself? Or is this something that I'm meant to do to others? And like speaking with elders in the shamanic realm, you don't, you can't just become a shaman. You can't just like learn schooling or get certified. Like you can, you can, you can attain knowledge that way. However, in shamanism, it's either you're born into shamanism, you're initiated into shamanism, or, um, you get awakened to be a shaman. Like you get those dreams that you're, you're being called. And then after that, a shaman has to hand you a specific stick in order to kind of validate that you are in fact a shaman like it's a process it's a process of initiation it's not just anyone that can do it yeah so when I went on that journey and and I had that validation through my elders it was such an incredible experience but I was like okay can I heal others like can I can I yeah you know duplicate or replicate this and make sure that I can you know do this for others So then I started doing it for others. At first I started with friends and they were like, wow, like this is so incredible. And like their lives changed right after that, like that healing ceremony and like the healing celebration, like their entire lives changed. So I knew that I was actually healing them at a cellular level and I was reconnecting them to their soul. That's so crazy. Like, it's so cool. Like it makes sense though, because like I talked to other like energy healers like in time and they've all said very similar things in the sense of like when they were younger like people just in general people would kind of go towards them yeah like and tell their life stories like the minute like you were saying that I'm like okay this like makes sense like yeah and it's funny because I find like a you know like we we all have energy we all have these beautiful gifts that lie within us we all have these senses that lie within us just some of us are a little bit more in tune because of conditioning or, or the way that we're raised and, you know, like mm-hmm. just the conformity of things, or sometimes the noise is just too loud that we're not actually able to connect with our actual gift. And that's why it's a part of my mission is to heal that part. Love yourself enlightenedly and understand yourself enlightenedly and awaken to who you truly are. And I think that when we have energy, we oversee it and we, it's like almost like an oversight. Like we, we allow the mind to interfere. So like on so many levels, you know, yeah. like when we instinctually meet somebody or we instinctually love somebody that all comes from energy that doesn't come from your brain, you know, like the brain chemicals are a reaction of how the energy feels with that energy, the chemistry of it. Yeah. But essentially it's all energetic based, right? We are energy. We are four layers of divine beings, you know? So yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. Did you, so when you went from working at like the cancer center to your whole, yeah. to your journey to where you are today, did you have support of family and friends and loved ones or, or people like, what are you doing? You need a job. Like how, how did that all work? <laughs> um, so yeah, after the cancer center, I had left, I had, I, I worked there for 13 years and I had left after, um, after 13 years, because it was just too hard on my soul. It was, yeah. it was draining. It was taxing. And it was, especially if you're like a healing soul, it's like, yeah, you can't like heal them. So that would be 
like complete opposite of what you're trying to do. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a little bit, um, it was just a little bit hard because we're a small community here. So you almost know everyone or you get really close to your patients. And like, I was like 20, I was in my twenties when I started there and, you know, losing patients and losing pediatric population and losing people that, you know, and like young mothers and young fathers, like that takes the toll. Like, I don't care who you are at the end of the day, nobody has the exact tools in order to be able to sever that from their soul. If you're an empathic person and at, at some point it will take a toll on you, you know? And at that point I wasn't into my shamanic healing roots at yet. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of ventured off into like the educational sector. I had went and worked for, as an executive at a college at a local college here for about, uh, about seven years after that. Oh, okay. That, that's kind of when everything had kind of started facilitating itself. It was just like the buildup from the cancer center to that. And when I had left, like when I was willing to go into the life and love coaching business and like go into the spiritual guidance, my parents, you know, funny enough, because tradition, right. Tradition is Mm -hmm. traditional parents and parents that were like raised in like the baby boom, you know, like that (laughs) era where like you work nine to five, you work for your pension, you work for your benefits. Like you, you get sick time, you get vacation time. Like, are you nuts? You know, like (laughs) think of what you're giving up, you know? I'm like, you make really great money. Like all these things But my parents were just like, you know what? Like we're worried because we would be, we would be cowards. And they, that's the exact words they use. Like we would be a coward. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't take the leap. We wouldn't trust. We would be too scared. And they're like, we're just so proud that you're doing it. But yeah, like as parents, we're a bit fearful, like, but we know you're going to succeed at no matter what you do, because I I was just that type of personality. Like they knew I was always going to be okay. Um, But I think there was a little bit of that. And now that they're seeing everything kind of come together and like how like the businesses is flourishing and like, just like what I'm actually capable of doing and like understanding what I do. I think it's provided them with a completely different insight where they're able to actually be fully supportive now. That's amazing. So you said a lot of this all happened a couple of years ago. And obviously, you know, COVID was a couple of years ago. Did a lot of this happen like all during COVID or was it before? A little bit before COVID. Yeah. It, okay. had, already, it had already initiated like the, the near-death experiences had already happened before COVID. Right. So yeah, like that, that period had already started happening. COVID kind of just accelerated everything, you know, when we were all sitting at home, like more of that inner self-reflection and like that self-awareness kind of came obviously more to the forefront because now we actually had the time, you know, we had time to sit and sit with our thoughts and like sit with our feelings and sit with our soul where we weren't always gifted that time because I feel like most of us are so rushed all the time. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like the rush, we're working nine to five or it's like a rat race, you know, like you go here, you go there, you go pick up your kids, you go do this, you go to groceries, yeah. you, go, you clean the house, you do your laundry, like you never go to bed really, and yeah, and yeah like start all over again. And you never really had that time to just sit with yourself and really embrace who you are. Yeah, no, I, um, a lot of people, I think this is when a lot of people started their own businesses or were doing a lot of things for themselves because you were able to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, where can my listeners find you if they want to be healed or if they want to talk to you about any of this? Where can they find you? 
Absolutely. So they can find me on my website at www.roxanne, so R-O-X-A-N-N-E-C-H-A-P-U-T.com. And my Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, all the social media handles are under that name as well. All right. Well, before we end our talk, I want to play a game with you. Yeah. And I also <laughs> want to thank you for coming on today. Um, I loved hearing your stories and what you've learned. I think it's incredible. Um, so the first question is drink of choice. Drink of choice, hot, cold liquor, anything, <laughs> anything. you want. Corona. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a lime. With a lime and a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> they, I wonder if they, if they're um, during this time, if their like, stock went up. <laughs> the stock went down for a bit. <laughs> I'm like, but that's the Corona I do want. <laughs> True. Um, favorite TV show or movie or both? Favorite movie would have to be, I am a sucker for the notebook. <laughs> TV show, I have to say, mm, Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, advice to your younger self advice to younger self trust yourself believe in yourself know that you do know the answers and don't let your mind doubt yourself absolutely believe in yourself I love that um five words to describe yourself energetic (laughs) um compassionate kind loving and nurturing I love that and the last one is what does success mean to you Success means to me is that you are happy within your soul and nothing else. Well, those are some great answers. And this is the end of our podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. And this was another episode of Hey Alexa. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.